All right. Team, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you just fine. Excellent. Good. To, good. To, thanks for having me on. Yeah. No, it should be fun. So uh, I should say, if anybody um, you want to call in, just go ahead and get in the queue now, and we'll take you in just a minute. But uh, first, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with you and your stuff, you want to say a little bit about who you are? Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, hey, I'm Heem. I'm a political and variety streamer on Twitch. Um, <clears throat> you can catch me in the mornings at 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, usually talking about political issues or issues that have political dynamics at play, which I find interesting. Um, and yeah, it's always a good time. So if you're having, looking for something to have with your coffee in the morning, you can catch me on Twitch or you can catch the highlights of my, uh, stream on YouTube as well. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I met you last week. Uh, we were both on Dylan Burns's uh, channel for this this roundtable discussion thing that he uh, that he does on there. Uh, I've I've already repressed the memory of what the topics were. We'll take your call in just a second. Uh, but um, but before we before we go to the first call, I mean, you want to say a little bit about what your general political perspective is? Uh, yeah. So basically, I'm like um, I consider myself. I think I like the label progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, so I live in Canada, but I think both, uh, Canada and the United States can be pulled to the left a lot more. Um, and I'm interested in like, uh, you know, um, realistic solutions to current problems. So whether it's like, um, homelessness or healthcare or stuff like this, like I'm much more interested in talking about those kind of issues than I am talking about, uh, seizing the means of production, for example. Uh, so basically, yeah. And then socially, I'm like very progressive, you know, pro LGBTQ, um, pro immigration. I'm an immigrant myself. Um, and yeah, so I, I wouldn't quite label myself like a socialist, but, um, I think that when it comes to, I consider socialists my allies for sure. All right. Well, we'll work on the season, the means of production part, bring you around on that. <laughs> I've got a call from Casey. Hello. Um, Hi, guys. Uh, Yeah, so I wanted to ask a question that maybe both of you can speak to. Um, And I guess it's tangentially related to to COVID and all that stuff. But um, and, you know, he and me just said you're not not a socialist, but maybe even from. So my question is, from a left perspective, um, what do you see as the value of conspiracy theories, debating conspiracy theories? Is this something that people on the left should should really spend a whole lot of time with? Um, I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts with uh, kind of around. Yeah, that sounds like more of a you question. You want to start with that? Uh, yeah. So uh, when I first started on as a content creator, it was because I saw so many um, COVID conspiracies and I was interested in debunking them. Uh, some of my like, I guess, like biggest debate. Um, performances have been debating, um, you know, the validity of COVID. Uh, so I'm getting my PhD in, in biomedical physics, um, doing cancer research for that. Uh, so I understand the value and importance in like the scientific method, the trusting the science and so on and so forth. And you know, what's interesting that you mentioned that. So I was all, all aboard, 
um, debating and, and, and fighting with, uh, you know, non-believers. Uh, up until, like, uh, recently, I think maybe in the last, like, five months or four months, I've stopped doing it. Um, one, because the YouTube algorithm is very sensitive, and uh-huh. uh, I don't want to get um, striked with medical misinformation accidentally. But secondly, because I feel like, um, you know, I did it for, like, a year and a bit, and if I, I feel like if the, there's still people that are making the same arguments they were uh, last year, two years ago. And mm. it's like, at this point, I feel like, um, it's almost, you know, um, not, not fruitful. And I'm, to be honest, personally, like, I'm tired of, uh, seeing people who are not educated on these topics that are so important, um, debating them. So I try not to. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, I mean, I will say, I think pretty much, uh, debating anything, you know, that you're going to get, uh, you know, people, Spreading um, misinformation. Well, sure. I mean, like, also just people like making the same like arguments that you think you right. had a good reply to for years. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of the the nature of the beast, right? I mean, I think that you usually, you know, the point, at least as I've always seen it, is almost never really to win over the person you're directly argue with. I mean, maybe if it's like a one-on-one personal thing, but like Mm -hmm. in, in like public context, right. It's almost never to like convince the person you're arguing with. It's to, to convince or at least kind of move the needle a little with the person with, you know, whatever segment of the audience that's watching or listening is persuadable, which I, you know, there's never a way to know how big that segment is, you know, but, uh, you know, but whoever is right. And, um, you know, which is not to say that I think, you know, you have a like obligation to debate COVID conspiracy theories. I really don't like I, 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 I kind of think somebody should, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I don't know that I'm particularly well suited to do it because as I think you kind of actually saw in the, on Dylan Bird's stream last time, like all I really have to say about this is um, that, you know, I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist. It seems like most people who are tell me X, Y, and Z. And so it, it seems reasonable to me to, you know, to believe that, you know, which is obviously if that's all you're saying, you know, that's not going to go that very far mm-hmm. uh, with, with anybody who is like, at least, you know, even giving a sympathetic hearing, you know, to, uh, to COVID conspiracy theories. But I, I guess one thing that did really hit me about that answer is the thing about um, the thing about YouTube's algorithm, you know, because that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time lately thinking about that, the kind of like some of the free speech aspects of all of this. And I think that is like an understated problem with, with kind of tech censorship that like the algorithms are really dumb, right? I mean, like they're always going to be dumb because you're never going to be able to like, if you're going to like sweep up so much, you know, like just given the sheer quantity of what's on YouTube, right? I mean, you have to find some way of automating it, and you know, it's it's really hard to. Uh, yeah, it is, know. and that's why I don't really, to be honest. Like one time, I I did a like a three hour stream of just going over like some of the popular uh, anti vax videos at the time, and then mm-hmm. going through like CDC sources to like disprove them. And that video got um, striked as, like, medical misinformation. It was, like, my first warning. 
And then yeah. from that day, I kind of just decided, like, I'm going to try to avoid COVID-related content. And I'm not really upset by it. Like, if, if YouTube makes a decision that, like, um, we don't want, you know, just anybody to be discussing COVID, I, I kind of, as long as they kind of try to, you know, uh, enforce it fairly, which I don't think they do, because I know lots of channels that still are posting it, that kind of stuff. But I think um, the, the goal itself of, like, trying to limit uh, harmful information like that, I think that's um, understandable, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I guess maybe one reason I have a little bit of a different perspective on that is that it seems to me that if if the effect <laughs> is to actually make it harder to um, to like debunk this stuff, uh, because you know because nobody wants to like you know you don't even want like the yeah it's a double edged sword kind of yeah yeah no exactly you know exactly. Um, I mean, I guess I could like really start, you know, and again, I think, you know, I mean, I'm also, I, I guess, I, I guess I also really wonder, like some of this might depend on what you think is like kind of moving people. But like, I also worry a little bit that if people are already taking seriously the idea that there's this like vast conspiracy to suppress the truth and then you know, you <laughs> and that people are suppressing some some of the stories. Yeah, I can see that kind of uh, worry as well, for sure. Yeah, uh, Casey, what did, did that kind of get at what you were asking about? Yeah, and I mean, if there's no other callers, you guys want to kind of riff off there, you go to a different direction. But just like I don't know, my question maybe was even a little bit more broad than just COVID. Like yeah. I'm talking like JFK conspiracies, aliens, things like that. Um, thoughts and opinions about that. Ooh. Um, I guess for me, I think uh, some of this stuff can be fun and I think there's a responsible way to do it. Um, so when I have these kind of conversations with people who have like really wacky ideas, first of all, I try to make sure that, um, I, I personally, because this isn't my content creation, isn't my full time job. Like my biggest fear is that like five years down the line, I'm going to be at a job interview and they're going to be like, Oh, you have a YouTube channel. Like, Oh, but why did you platform? I don't know, Richard Spencer, you know, or something like that. And so when I have these conversations that are like really out there, um, I prefer to have them with like random callers instead of like well-known notorious figures. And then when I have those, or, or like smaller creators, I guess. Uh, and when I have those conversations, I make sure that I don't name them or plug their socials anywhere or even like put their name in the title. I kind of tr do it as anonymously as possible so that they don't really um, get any exposure off of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Although although I've got to say, I mean, <laughs> you know, this, this may be in a weird way gets us back to the means of production. I mean, I'm a little depressed listening to all that because of course it's not that, you know, it's not that your concerns aren't like rational. They are, they totally are. But, um, but I, I, I also, you know, I also find that a little depressing that, that that is a rational concern that like, you know, that you're, that you're just like talking um, that like, just because, you know, that like, 
you would face, you know, employment consequences possibly, you know, for not. Well, I don't even know if I would. It's just playing the ultra safe route, you know, like, I don't know. I'm sure if I explained to them, like, listen, I had a white nationalist, someone who went to the January 6th riot or something, but I was pushing back on all their ideas. I wasn't agreeing with them. Like, I'm sure I could like, you know, my positions are all defensible. Um, It's just like. People, people are people, you know, they, they, they judge based off of, uh, like, uh, like t- today I had a YouTube video. I put up a very clickbaity title of, uh, this is why I left the left, you know, as just like, uh, yeah. that, that meme that everybody does. Yeah. So I put that as a, my YouTube title, but in the video, it's like explaining how I think that like, it's bad that people say that leftists are lazy and we should kind of embrace hardworking. And the advice I would give to any individual is like work hard and try to achieve your goals, even though society should has issues that need to be addressed. Right. So I tried to have like this nuanced take about hard work and tons of people just unsubscribed without even watching the video. <laughs> and uh, that's just the nature of, you know, how internet and content works is like, your full videos get watched by only like a fraction of the people who come across your content. So I don't know, you got to be careful a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's true. But of course also like, I I mean, I think you'd be, you're thinking about like free speech, like the, the fact that so many people will be ultra careful is, you know, part of what I find depressing about all that. Right. You know, it's like the same, it's like the same way, like with, uh, I don't know how closely you followed the debate in the U.S. about you know the like anti-critical race theory laws. Oh and, right, of course. And um, you know, one of I think I think one of the biggest problems with you know like with with those laws is that like even though like some of it you know if you like break it down sentence by sentence you know is it really that bad to not be able to say this? Is it really that bad to not be able to say that? Is it really that bad? that if you say such and such, you have to say whatever. And like some of it is and some of it isn't. But like, I think the bigger thing that I find objectionable about all that is just that like the same way you're saying, like you tend to be ultra cautious thinking about like the future, like employment stuff, like any teacher who doesn't want like to deal with this crap is just going to be like, well, you know what would be safest if I just completely avoided this topic? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's definitely like disincentives to, you know, um, I don't know, I guess try to be like an individual sometimes. <laughs> and that is, that is really uh, disappointing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so just to go in a different direction, I, I thought it might be fun to, you know, to go to some of the specifics of uh, what Casey was, uh, was asking about. And by the way, if anybody else wants to get in the queue, please go ahead and do that. And we'll take you in a second. But, um, you know, that he'd asked about, uh, you know, he'd mentioned, was it uh, JFK, and something about aliens, I think. And, yeah, and uh, and Bigfoot, if you could do that. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have I? Do either of you guys ever listened to a radio show called Coast to Coast AM? You know what I'm talking. I know about? what you're talking about. No, I'm up for me. My dad used to love that. He told this one story about like straight up. He's like, Casey, I was listening to the radio and <laughs> I heard that there was a three headed person, and I'm like, where? What what radio and it was coast to coast so that's my that's my interaction with it. yeah it sounds like uh, good content that I should be reviewing for my YouTube channel absolutely yeah yeah ex- exactly yeah um, 
So basically, I assume this still exists. I don't actually know if it does, but um, like certainly back, you know, when I don't know, like back in like the two thousands, um, all of the like AM radio stations that would play like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity during the like afternoon, like late at night, they would play this show called Coast to Coast AM. I think it was Art Bell was the host at one point, George Norrie at another. And, and it was just all this like insane shit, like, like what Casey is describing. So like the, um, I remember once during the invasion of Iraq, they had this thing about how the reason it was so hard to capture Saddam Hussein and his sons is that visiting aliens had given them teleportation technology because, you know, if you look at pictures, <laughs> pictures of them you know you could always see that they had these weird necklaces on and that must be what that is you know <laughs> and i remember actually the first time i ever heard you know listen to this um they had somebody on who who was a bigfoot expert and even at the time i wondered like how do you become a bigfoot expert like what, what's the you know what's the process there <laughs> but, you have to get an undergrad in geography first i think Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then like, you know, that guy was obviously insane, but the callers were much more insane and my, my favorite, you know, and, and he had this like, I mean, whatever, I don't want to traffic too much in uh, regional cliches here, but he had the Southern drawl that definitely added to it. It was like, you ever considered that the reason it's so hard to take good pictures of Bigfoot may be that he is a trans dimensional creature. <laughs> Alex Jones would be proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Very, very similar kind of vibe, especially like pre-Obama Alex Jones, when right. he was like a little bit less about, um, you know, the uh, um, Clinton he, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Like he was, like if you watch like old Alex Jones, or actually even like um, like the cameos that Alex Jones did in like old uh, Richard Linklater movies, uh, since. You know, they're both from Austin. Like it was, it was definitely a slightly different vibe. There it was a little bit more innocent and X Filesy, but um, but like, yeah. Can, can I answer? Can I answer Casey's question? Yeah, uh, please, please. This? So my take on this is like, I don't mind debating any of these things, so long as like I don't think there's a harm if um, you platform a Bigfoot debate or an aliens are real debate, you know, or uh, there's a lot of topics that like don't actually cause any like measurable harm. Uh. But for COVID, I feel like at this time right now is um, very sensitive thing. And um, that's where maybe, you know, like something like COVID or let's say another one like um, Holocaust denial, like these uh. kind of things have real impact, you know. I, I don't mind debating whether or not uh, God exists. You think God exists? I don't think God exists, or aliens, or any of those things. I think that's a uh, that's my line, at least. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, I I, I definitely see. I mean, I, I think there's maybe a separate question about like tactically whether it's best to engage with these things because so many people believe them. Uh, and so it's like there's no point to try not to or whether it's better to, um, you know, it's better to just not, you know, like um, it's it's better to, to just like kind of shun it, you know, like which of those things could be more effective. But I, I could definitely see your point that I mean, like there is there is a huge difference between these like that this this would be like like if I did ever debate 
like COVID conspiracy theories, which like I said earlier, I probably wouldn't just cause I don't think I'd be a particularly good person to do that. I would, um, you know, like I would take that a lot more seriously than like, if I was, I don't know, you know, debating well, the alien stuff. Right? Well, and the other thing is like, I think in order to properly have a COVID debate, you need to like both sides need to seriously study, like, both sides need to share sources before, like, this is the study that I'm going to refer to. And then the other person has to, you know, break that study down in order to be able to know where, if there's like any issues with it, like it's really hard to do in real time. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I think most of them end up being like irresponsible. Um, and the person who's spreading the misinformation can get away with it easier because, well, they just, you know, th- their position is uh, with out information anyway. So it's easier that way. So I think it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that, make, that makes sense. I mean, I think this is generally a problem with debating conspiracy theorists because conspiracy theorists are, theorists are generally obsessed with their conspiracy theories. So, like, they'll, um, like, if that's kind of, if that's kind of where you live, you know, then. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some people know. are like, some people, their whole, like, life has been made into the COVID conspiracies. So, uh, you know, they spend more time than we do on it. So they, it might look like, I don't know if you saw the, uh, Jackson Hinkle and Sam Cedar debate that happened yesterday. I watched watched a few minutes of it. I watched it today. And like, that was, it's kind of like a, you know, a sample size of that, the same idea where Jackson Hinkle has done his homework and had his like talking points down very good. And Sam Cedar hadn't prepped for those talking points. So it just uh, optically doesn't uh, look great, I guess, in those instances. Yeah, I could see that. That, like, because, uh, yeah, I mean, even this, even this small amount I watched, you could kind of tell that Sam was, like, sort of, like, thinking he, about. He hasn't it. made his whole life about hating the squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, like, kind of thinking about it while he's talking. And Hinkle is. Like, it seems like Hinkle's whole thing is that, like, he's going to sound, like, very, very confident and talk over him a lot and, you know, have, right. you know, sort of, like, do the, you Talking know, like, points. Yeah, 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 right. So it's like, that's, you know, anybody who's, anybody who's at all sympathetic to what he's saying, it'll sound like, oh, see, you know, the senior mm-hmm, guy exactly. just, just couldn't respond to it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, by the way, on the JFK one, um, I will admit that there was a there was a time in my life when, like, um, when I sort of vaguely assumed that, like, there probably was, like, oh yeah, right. I mean, some of those like conspiracy theory talking points about JFK sound right. You know, the uh, that, <laughs> that, that like magic bullet thing that sounds crazy, right? So th- there must be. Um, I think know. everyone had their uh, their that one conspiracy theory that that they almost <laughs> fell for, or they kind of loosely believe in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, for a while, when I was like in my late teens, I watched a few um, uh, moon landing documentaries, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It makes sense. Like, why would yeah? Why is it why, why is it waving? You know, right? Yeah, like why would they spend all this money when they could just make it in California? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say, right, so, um, you know, I'm old, I'm 41, I'm going to turn 42 in a few months, and uh, so the thing that kind of cured me of the JFK stuff was seeing the sort of rise of 9-11 truthers in the 2000s, and I sort of put it together, like, oh, right, 
like all of these people, like the way, like I sort of saw, okay, this is obviously ridiculous how everybody is somehow a structural engineer now, right? Like, yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh no, it wouldn't have fallen like that, right? You know, mm-hmm. see, it would have happened, like you know, like it's like, okay, do you know that? Like, they, I, like, they like pull up their paint, three uh, D <laughs> paint uh, street, uh, you know, like uh, graphics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I had, um, yeah, actually. Uh, somebody I will leave unnamed here, uh, who uh, who I know uh, was describing to me once, where he got like super duper into that, and he was like trying to like put stuff together in the garage, to, like model it or whatever. And oh his, my god! And his like son like came out. He was like, "Dad, do you really think you could? I mean, you can barely help me with my algebra homework." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, we're skipping a few. And that's what I was trying to say on the panel to those guys is like, listen, in order for you to, I'm not going to take your criticism seriously until you go and get an undergrad and a master's degree in in, uh, in microbiology or something, you know, like Ben McKinchat. Yeah, exactly. And so it was like, so, so that was like, that, that was kind of like an unpleasant mirror to look into. It's like, oh yeah, right. In exactly the same way, how is it that we're suddenly all ballistics experts when we talk about the Kennedy assassination? <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, I don't think that bullet would have taken that path, you know, based on my, like, what, knowledge of watching action movies. Like, yeah. It's just like, you know what, one thing that's frustrating is that, like, I don't know, when it comes to, let's say, um, foreign policy or even domestic policy, like, most of these things, like, people can have opinions on them without being super um, informed. And it's like, whatever, that's your opinion, I have my opinion. Maybe, I don't know, you think Medicare for All is the best? Maybe I think public, I don't know, whatever. But then, uh, these other ones, though, like, COVID-related ones, whether or not masks work and stuff, these, I think, have, like, actual impact in in real life, um, more beyond just two people disagreeing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, all of these things have an aspect, you know, impact on real life. And and I want to be real careful about this because I think that, like, this sort of, um, you know, technocratic kind of, like, don't... Uh, you know, don't weigh in on this as a as a non-expert stuff can be really dangerous in some of those contexts, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, you know, I mean, like just to just to pick, you know, just to pick an easy one, right? I mean, like I, I think it's good that um, you know, I think it's good that uh, that so many people um, didn't just accept that, like, oh, obviously, if all the national security experts, you know, say, you know, we should. You know, like if, 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 you know, see these intelligence agencies say, you know, Iraq definitely has weapons of mass destruction, you know, so, uh, right. you know, that like, you know, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, you shouldn't ask, accept. I, I mean, I think it's like okay to ask for some sort of like uh, basic level of proof to be convinced, you know, um, uh, but in, when in the case of like science, though, it's like these are usually just published papers that you got to go read, you know, it's yeah, a little yeah, bit, uh, yeah. it's a little more like transparent than than whether or not like a country has weapons of mass destruction, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's very true. I mean, that's, um, yeah, there's a lot more we could say about this, but Chardonnay, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, it's sort of, um, related to what you're talking about now with, with COVID and conspiracy theories. Um, cause I, I've, I've been, uh, reading your Twitter today about how you don't think deplatforming Joe Rogan solves the problem. And yeah, 
that the, the platforming in general doesn't work. Um, I have a brother who's immunocompromised who hasn't gotten vaccinated yeah. in large part because he listens to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, and so, so I think my, my, my question is if, if the platforming isn't the answer, yeah, what is, because it is doing real harm to real people and people are dying and getting really, really sick because they listen to people like Joe Rogan. Um, so I, I, it's not, I, I, I'm just curious because it's, 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 I can see the arguments for and against the platforming, but I'm just curious what, what you think an effective alternative to the platforming is in, in terms of, of, of limiting the damage they do. Yeah, so this is something where we might disagree, but I mean, let me, let me just say, you know, for me, just to start with, uh, I think I think what, as far, I think on the question of whether deplatforming works, right, which is a different thing. It's related, but it's a different thing from like, you know, whether we should do it, right? You know, the uh, but like as far as whether there's some sense in which it works, I think it depends what kind of deplatforming we're talking about. Um, I, I think that I, I'm, I'm I'm thinking specifically in relation to Joe Rogan here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Rogan, it's it's um, yeah, with Rogan, it's a, it's a little bit more hard to say. I think with a lot of people, if they were like kicked off of Spotify or whatever, I think that probably would be pretty effective. I think with Rogan, um, you know, since since he is so immensely popular, well, I'm we can we can kind of explore it. I think like okay, let's say Joe Rogan gets banned, right? What's uh, he probably going to do next? He'll probably go and start his own website and your brother will probably still go and support him over there. Or he'll be like banned from everywhere and then he'll be made a martyr and, you know, everyone will say, look at the censorship and stuff. Yeah, but that martyrdom in general seems to be very short-lived. Because you've seen it with other figures um, who've been deplatformed, who's just sort of... Like who? Um... Alex Jones, to a certain extent, I think has has lost a lot of influence, and and people barely talk about him anymore. In fact, people usually only talk about Alex Jones now when he's on Joe Rogan. Um, uh, Stefan Molyneux is another guy who's sort of just disappeared. Um, I, I think there are examples. There, there are others. I just I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, where where their influence definitely lessons um and i think in terms of things like joe rogan people it's not just that it's existing listeners who will just uh, you know he will lose it's it's that new people won't be introduced to him to the same extent as they would be if he was on spotify and youtube so if you remove someone especially from youtube like joe rogan from youtube a lot of his existing listenership would just migrate to whatever website he created, but mm-hmm. a lot of people, new people, would never get introduced to him because it, it wouldn't pop up in their feed. And and because uh, you watch a UFC video, and then bang, you, 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 all your recommendations are Joe Rogan um, videos. So so it's not just about the existing listenership; it's also about the new people that constantly get introduced to this stuff. Yeah, Cass. Can I ask you a question, Chardonnay? Do you think that yeah, Joe course. Rogan is a good faith person or he's bad faith? Because I, I think uh, that, like, the reason I'm asking this is because yeah, yeah. I think that he's good faith. Like, I think that he he's always, you know, 
like to sell like vitamins and like always, you know, preached exercise over, you know, whatever. Uh, and like, I think that because of that, that, you know, there's something to be said that like, if he's, uh, you know, presented by with the right information or the right people make the right arguments that he might change his position and that might be more effective than to turn him into a uh, martyr. I, th- um, I, th- I th- honestly, I think Joe Rogan has changed over the last couple of years quite a bit. I think he's become conspiratorial in a way that's not just entertaining and amusing anymore, but in a way that sort of locked him into certain positions um, and it's difficult to move around them because he sees any sort of evidence con- contrary to his uh, existing position as being sort of Im- uh, suspect because, uh, you know, it's it's the state or it's the government or it's this whatever. Um, so, so I think that definitely changed a bit. And I think if you watch, he did like some podcast in a trailer with... Michael Malice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I and, remember that one. And, and shit like that. Like, that stuff is weird, and he does it more and more with these very, very far-right people, not just, yeah. like... His buddies, right. his, his buddies are all... I was saying this on the panel where that I met Ben on, that, like, it seems like his closest friends are all, like, Alex Jones types. Yeah, um, and and those are like the fun people to hang out with, right? Like he might go hunting with them or they drink or hang out, smoke, whatever. He doesn't want to hang out with like uh, Ben Burgess. <laughs> no, no, but, but he hangs out with what's the oh, uh, the beanie guy. The Tim Pool, yeah. Tim Pool <laughs> and Michael Malice and, the, and people who are just insane right-wing grifters who, who lie for money. Basically. Right, yeah, he does. Um, that is problematic for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, but but it's, 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 it's more than that. It's, it's also... If you if you just go back and see things he's he's said and things he's sort of laughed at over the years, um, at at uh, do you remember the time Joey Diaz talked about how he would force women, female comedians, to do sexual favors for them to get stage time? And Joe Rogan was just laughing hysterically on his podcast. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't and, know, and, and, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that example, but I I, I do want to just like. Um, go a little bit to um you know to the more general you know like like the more general issue right yeah, like, it was, this was just more in terms of good you know good faith yeah i think I, yeah i mean i'm never i'm never totally sure what that means right like the the good faith bad faith thing like just does it does like i mean is the issue like is joe rogan a good person is the issue does he really mean what he says is it both no, he, he brought up the good faith thing no 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 no, no. He, he he did i mean that's that's kind of a question for both of you. i guess i guess my, my, my when i say good faith i mean like he actually believes the positions he holds yeah he's not versus, lying for money ver, yeah versus like uh just doing it for profit profitability like i don't really think that joe rogan's can has any sort of positions because he thinks that's like the profitable position to have like I think that I don't know from what I see of him those seem he seems like a genuine guy like he's genuinely wrong <laughs> on these issues yeah I, I mean I guess my I guess my take on that I, I mean I am inclined to think that 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 he is that he is very genuine about it like one reason that I think that is that this kind of I mean, this is kind of what you were saying earlier, Heem, but I mean, like, I think this kind of tendency towards, like, 
um, you know, like a lot of a lot of what's a lot of the stuff that's kind of come together to make him to make him so bad about COVID. The sort of um, conspiracy theories, you know, kind of um, distrust of you know, medical establishment, belief in you know natural medicine, all that stuff. I mean, that's stuff that like he's believed his entire career. Okay, but it's not just; it's also transphobia. Like I know people uh, so, whose so, only so, introduction to the to the sort of trans debate is through Joe Rogan, and they have insane reactionary, disgusting views. They sure. get directly from Joe Rogan. Sure. So, so yeah. I mean, I think I think there's a lot. You know, I think there are a lot of different issues here. But I mean, I think that the, um, you know, but I'm just saying, like on the good faith thing, if if the question we're asking, when we ask the good faith is like. Does he does he really mean the things that he says? I think that that I think that that unfortunately you know like is evidence that that he really he really does uh, does did, think 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 the things that he say. I mean, like if if I mean the transphobia you know issue seems to be more of a sort of like you know is he a good person or a bad person question. But I I, I just want to like separate out those issues a little bit. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I think that. Um, I'm also sort of personally invested in this, so sorry. <laughs> sure, I can tell. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's understandable. I mean, I think, that, you know, I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I think that, like, you know, I mean, I think the Joe Rogan thing is really complicated. I think that he, um, you know, I, I think that he actually has, like, a really, like, weird mixture of sincerely held views, mm-hmm. uh, some of which are... Uh, some of which are really bad, uh, some of which are, you know, some of which are really good. I mean, I love some of the cases where he's, you know, um, yeah, and, you know, he sort of endorsed Bernie Sanders. I love the cases where he, you know, where he's sort of gone after. He even had Bernie Sanders on when a lot of other mainstream medias wouldn't have Bernie Sanders on for a long form interview. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, in Cordell West, you know, he's had Kyle Kalitsky on many times, uh, uh, once with Alex Jones, actually, which is bizarre, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that, um, but that stuff drowns in all the other right wing shit. <laughs> sure. Can maybe. I, 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 I mean, I do think, I will say that I think that, um, I, I tend to think that like sort of, unsympathetic leftist observers often overestimate the portion of, of right-wingers who at least used to be on the show. I think now, uh, I think now it's a lot more because of the sort of dynamics of the COVID stuff, especially. And because that's like kind of led to him being so, um, you know, like kind of generates controversy. So it generates clicks and money. Sure. You know, but also, also, also just because I think it's led to, you know, it's, it's led to him being really, you know, um, ostracized a lot and like, and and then getting defensive and then like, and I think it's, I think it is very unhelpful, right. That like, there really are like, um, you know, like there really are, I think there's a bad dynamic that happens sometimes with some of the COVID stuff. Like I think the perfect example of what I'm talking about is ivermectin where you have, People believe something, you know. People believe something that's kind of that's dumb, right? You know, which is yeah. that, uh, you know, which is like, you know, ivermectin is like definitely, you know, like a, a good thing to you know to take for, you know, for for COVID, which is hilarious too, because like, it's like you have like you know, 
one and a half studies that show that, and then like this mountain of evidence, you know, for the vaccine, and you're sort of dismissing the mountain of evidence and, you know, jumping on the two and a half studies. Uh, so like that, that is bad, right? You know, that like that you're sort of confusing, like there's a little bit of evidence for this, but not that much for, you know, you know, for you should do this instead of the thing that there's a mountain of evidence for, like that's legitimately bad. But then like, it really doesn't help that because we live in such a weird media space where people are, are, are in these like, you know, information filter bubbles that, um, that the way, you know, you end up having people like say a lot of things in response that aren't quite true. Uh, that the, you know, like that the whole, the whole, you know, horse paced thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then that makes it down. And then in turn, anybody who starts out believing the kind of dumb thing sees, Oh my God, all these mainstream sources are verifiably misrepresenting this. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But and, that, that's just like the Fox news, CNN symbiotic sort of. Yeah. Weird, yeah. yeah weird. No, it's, it, it's a, it's a whole thing. I, I mean, I guess I, I do want to get back to your original question because, cause yeah. I, cause I want to make sure that we have time for Antonio before we, yeah, you know, of course, you know, but like, I think, you know, so, so I think on the effectiveness issue, generally speaking, also the alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so on the effectiveness issue, generally speaking, I think that the kind of deplatforming we'd be talking about with Rogan, which is you know like corporate deplatforming, I, I do think sometimes works. I think the kind that pretty much never works is the like, you know. Boycott. <laughs> yeah, or like trying to like disrupt people when they speak on campuses and stuff like that. I actually think yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually, yeah. I actually think that stuff tends to have the opposite of the yeah, uh, that's what they want most of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there are entire careers that are built on being yelled at by college kids. Um, so I think the corporate deplatforming does sometimes, you know, work at least in the sense of getting particular figures to go away. Although I don't know how much it works in the sense of like actually getting people to stop believing, you know, the the things that they that they believe, right? I mean, that, in other words, like you know, you, you could have you could have individual spokesmen who go away. I don't know how much the I don't know how much like the the sort of movement or the ideas go away. So 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 that's one issue. I think that with Rogan in particular, um, if Spotify did do that. Uh, I'm very skeptical that 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 he in particular would you know would go away or like wouldn't wouldn't keep reaching new audiences. I think I think he at the go to extent the next that day. he does now. Well, I mean, I think he might have less. I think he might have less impact than he has right now. Uh, that's so good. If, if that's if that's all the if that's all that matters, then sure. But I think that the. It's not uh, all, but it's definitely better than. Well, it could, it could be a thing that matters, <laughs> but without being like the whole thing, right? Because like you, could, you, no, no, no. And, and what I mean when I say the whole thing is this, because I, I just want to be clear, right? So yeah. that that I think that you can't just look at the benefits, right? I think you do have to look at the costs. And one of the things that I'd worry about as far as the uh, as far as the costs is uh, is that I think that. Any any time, you know, like you're setting, you know, you're setting precedents like that. You're changing the sort of norms for free speech. I think that I think that that's incredibly dangerous, especially because these kind of corporate platforms are not our friends, right? I mean, if if you actually want, if you actually have, have any kind of long term politics that are to the left of like Kamala Harris, 
then uh, then you know all of these entities are going to be super duper hostile to those, or certainly they are if they ever think that there's any chance that they're going to like come to fruition in the uh, in the real world. And and I, I I really worry, especially when I see leftists saying, "Oh well, it's okay if it's." Um, you know, misinformation, you know, like, like, okay, it's one thing to, if it's about point of view, but it's okay if it's just misinformation. And I, and I, I worry that they're not really thinking it through because so many political debates, uh, a big part of what people are disagreeing about is the fact is, you know, they're not just disagreeing about values, right? They're disagreeing about facts and, and they're, and they're, they're, you know, and they're disagreeing about what's true. And, and I think that, I think that like just sort of setting that precedent that it's okay to kick people off platforms um, for, for misinformation is, is I, I think that's really going to come is, back to, it, to, to bite us on the ass in the, in the future. Right. I mean, like, like, can, can I just say, I think, yeah. I think one thing that, that, that I think is being lost here is like, uh, I think both Ben and I may be in a vacuum. If we could snap our fingers, would uh, probably say, yeah, let's de- let's deplatform Joe Rogan because he he does harmful stuff. But the question I think is like deplatforming versus the push to deplatform him. Like, what would it look like if there was a big push to deplatform him? What would that be? You know, how would that be fought back against in the culture war? What would be the result of like, uh, what, what, you know, like I think there's so it's because it's not in a vacuum. I think that's why we're hesitant because we, I think, I mean, for me at least, I understand that like a public push for, you know, getting Joe Rogan banned or whatever is uh, not going to be met <laughs> very nicely by people who think that all already the left, all they want to do is uh, censor and. Yeah, but they and, think uh, that no matter, even if so, we don't so, do anything Sure, but sure. But I've got to, I've got to say, Chardonnay, I hate that argument because I hear this all the time when, yeah, yeah. you know, when I say like, oh, Let's not do X, Y, and Z because that'll be super counterproductive. And you know, and people say, "Oh, but even if you don't do it, they'll lie about you." It's like, yeah, sure. Like the people, like your enemies, are going to lie about you regardless. But why make it easier for them and harder for you? Why make it the truth? And and uh, you know, because if it's the truth, it's going to be a lot easier for them to to convince people of it. And it's also uh, special, especially to go to Heem's point. I'm, there's so much to say about this, and I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to pick like the the kind of top thing or two to you know to yeah, just yeah, say yeah, real quickly, right? You know, but like to go to Heem's point, you know, the about um, you know push for deplatforming versus versus deplatforming. I think that if you, um, I think that like if if you're in a situation, you know, I mean, given that like governments lie all the time corporations lie all the time i mean i assume that we 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 agree on all those premises right so 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 given that right there are going to be ten thousand times in the future when we are correctly saying oh what the u.s government is saying about you know god knows wherever we're bombing this week isn't true or you know what this you know what this corporation is saying isn't isn't true and uh and and then we're like trying to like fight back against being censored for that stuff if, you know, if you you know, like if if they could point to like, hey, these guys want our sympathy now, right? You know, when, when their their oxes are being gored, uh, but uh, but you know, but look at last year, you know, when they wanted to, uh, you know, they wanted to shut down, you know, Joe Joe Rogan. I mean, I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna be a very convincing argument for, I, for I, a I, lot of people. 
Like I, I, I think I, I mean, you know, it's, it's one it thing to say. It just sounds like the, the that dynamic between uh, in my again my very limited knowledge about because I'm Danish, I'm not American. It, but uh, this, this just sounds it sounds exactly like the dynamic between Republicans and Democrats. Like Democrats are like, we need to tell the truth. We need to you know sort of be the good guys and do things by the book and follow the rules. And and the Republicans will respect us if we treat them with the see, see see see. And this is and this is I think and, and pro- probably our probably our sure. I know what you're saying. It's a very familiar point. You know, like but. Um, but but I guess I guess this might must might be our deepest disagreement about this, right? Like yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't see I don't see like really valuing free speech and like and, and, and like really making that say I don't I don't see that as like kind of like a namby pamby like playing by the rules and hoping that people will be nice to you thing. I see that as like absolutely essential to any kind of left project with any hope of success ever, you know. And 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 I think I think that we really um, you know, I think, I think that we long-term, right. I think given mm. the dynamics of American society, right. We are going to be censored much more than we're going to advocate, you know, for censorship. And, and I just don't, I think that we are making it harder for us to push back against into the future. And, and, and I think, and I'm just very skeptical that like, you know, I think you could like, you know, execute Joe Rogan and I'm very skeptical <laughs> that that would that like even doing that would would have um you know like like would have that much of an impact on on the overall causes of vaccine skepticism so I mean like I know you know I mean I know we're not gonna like you know c- come to consensus on this in the next yeah. minute, two, you know two minutes but I mean like that's I think why I have such a different perspective right because I'm very skeptical that that much is going to be gained and I, I really think there's like a lot that could be lost here. I, I, I'm sure that I'm not convincing you right now, but I do want to, uh, uh, you know, Colin. In the future, we'll continue to have this, this, this yeah, conversation. Yeah, the, the, the issue is not going away anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's definitely do that. But let's get in. Uh, let's get in, Antonio, before uh, before I have to split because I need to do. I need to go on David David Feldman's show in like five minutes. So let's do that. Antonio. All right, let's do it. Oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I forgot what I was uh, going to ask. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the uh, Earlier when you were talking about uh, Joe Rogan being a good faith actor, I, I'm curious, you know, what difference that makes if, you know, the conclusions he reaches and his actions themselves are, you know, the same at the end of the day. I also, you know, would mention he has had people on, even though mainly he's had, you know, uh, cranks. He's also had a few actually you know legitimate people on who pushed him on these things and he just well okay doesn't uh, listen yeah so i think the reason i draw that line is because if someone is good faith i like to give them the hope that maybe they can learn you know or maybe their position can change and i think you know i'm not a big joe rogan viewer but I bet you if we looked over the last 10 years that we could find how his positions have changed after speaking to people on certain things. I know even uh, Kyle Kalinske has had big, big uh, impact on him on uh, certain progressive issues, right? Like uh, after speaking with Kyle, he was convinced. And so I think that like if I – the reason I think good him being good faith matters to me is because if I thought he was bad faith, then like no that that like no amount of correct information or or you know 
um, more fa- factual scientists coming on would change his positions at all, then I would say then, you know, there would be a better case to be made. But, like, I don't know how harsh you can be to someone just for having actual, genuine, bad, wrong opinions. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I draw the line like that. Well, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not making a more moral judgment here. I guess I'm just wondering, you know, what the difference in effect is if he's if oh, well, he is, you know, in, is like, in good faith. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think one thing that Joe Rogan does, maybe his balance isn't perfect, but I think like considering how, you know, ma- mainstream he is in, in uh, you know, <clears throat> the the discourse, that he does a decent job of representing both sides. Uh, you know, he'll have people on, like you said, from the from other positions as well. well um, I mean, I, I, would say, I would caution with that because, I mean, it's, he has had people on from both sides, but, you know, he'll have, you know, uh, sock them into socialists for, you know, 50 fascists. I mean, you... I guess, no, like, I Tucker know. Carlson has on people from both sides. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a little bit different with Tucker Carlson because he's going to have people on, like, he's going to have people he disagrees with on to, like, talk for 15 seconds at a time while he yells at them, right? You know, the, uh, whereas... Yeah, the long-form discussion, I think, it makes it, um, gives me a little bit more hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, like, I, I also think one thing that makes the Joe Rogan thing a little bit more complicated and uh, Chardonnay brought up you know, the the transphobia issue, which at least as of the last time I was looking in detail into his views on that, I think is I think there's a little bit more ambiguity there that people often think there is. I think that he like, you know, I, I think that he does um you know, he's against bathroom bills and whatnot. I think he's for calling people by their preferred pronouns. Uh you know, he obviously was very against um uh, you know, at least initially, you know, sort of trans female fighters, you know, fighting cis women and in, in mixed martial arts. Uh, although I, I, you know, which, um, you know, I mean, the whole, the whole, like this whole sports issue, I think, I think is is a really messy one. Uh, that I don't know, <laughs> you know, in the next two minutes, I don't know how much there is to, uh, you know, to to say about that. But I mean, I, I, I think that that's, I, you know, I think, I think that. That's not cut and dried. I think sort of trying to balance out like not being cruel and excluding anybody from like figuring out what a reasonable standard is. Um, you know, like I, I, I do think there's a discussion to be had there. Now that said, I think in expressing that position, he did say some really shitty things. You know, about was it Fallon Fox? Um, that you know that that I, I I think he did say some shitty and cruel things. You know, like I mean that is definitely a strike against him as a person, but. Um, but I mean, I also think on most issues, like if COVID weren't going on right now, which I, I know is kind of an absurd thing to say, cause it's such a huge issue, but like if COVID weren't going on right now, I think the sort of balance of like, does Joe Rogan have more good opinions than like bad and harmful ones would be a lot different, right? I mean, like, uh, cause, cause there, there are so many issues where he basically has, you know, I mean, he was basically supportive of the, um, you know, even, you know, I mean, he freaked out about some of the rioting, but he was basically supportive of the post-George Floyd protests. You know, he supported Bernie Sanders. He had, you know, he had, uh, you know, he's, you know, he seems to be in favor of, you know, national health care. Uh, like, there, there, you know, he had, you know, he's, 
He seemed to, you know, be like horrified by the Trump administration's immigration policies. So, you know, I think he's kind of a weird mixed bag. And and I guess one of the things that worries me about the way that some people on the left like kind of approach this is that I think they might be underestimating how much most people are weird mixed bags in their views. I, I would agree with everything you said, but I, I, get, I guess what, what, what I'm also wondering, though, is would somebody operating in bad faith be a good reason to completely deplatform them as well? I mean, I understand with COVID, it's, a, it's a, an extenuating circumstance, but it seems like, you know, from everything else, I know, I know your, your take on this, but I guess this is more for him. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, you know, in, in, either, in either case, whether he's, you know, good faith or even if he weren't, it would still seem like an equally or a similarly bad idea to deplatform oh, for sure. him. For sure, I agree with you. And that's why I said, like, in a, in a vacuum, I would agree with you. But I just wonder, like, weighing the, you know, the what is it going to be like to campaign, to go on a crusade, to get him deep platform, and what will that do for, like, progressives in the long run, you know? Like, let's say Joe Rogan gets deep platform, but then Democrats don't win another election for 20 years. Um, is, is because we've seen as the party that or the people were you know way too out of control with censorship that's what i mean like i just don't know if that calculation like in my head i i don't know if it's um would pay off yeah I, right so i mean i i think that there's i mean all of that makes sense to me i think antonio's question is probably more like how much like you know in making that calculation how does how much does it matter one way or the other whether he's you know, whether he's like, he means what he says, which I think is a, is a super interesting question. And, um, I, I do hope, uh, <laughs> I do hope him that you are back on to talk about it more at more yeah, some point sure. in the future. Can... Nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know you got to run, so I don't want to keep you. This was fun. Yeah, no, this was, yeah, this was great. I'm really glad you came on this. Is there anything you want to kind of mention or plug before we go him? Um, no, I think that's everything. You guys can check me out on Twitter or on YouTube or on Twitch in the mornings if you're uh, looking for some live entertainment for your uh, morning coffee. Nice. All right. All right. Have a good one. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, brother. Bye. Later.